0: Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the su- subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been?
1: I've been good, dude. I've been good. I've had a hot streak when it comes to sports, so this has really happened to me. For those who know me, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, hence the Orange Beanie and an Arsenal fan. Both teams won this weekend, bro. This never fucking happens. I'm like, is the lotto open on a Sunday? Can I go play this <laughs> shit? Because like, I was like, bro, I'm on a hot streak right now, so... Um, that was fun and then honestly just taking it easy. Uh the fiance sick as fuck. I don't know what's going around, oh, but more and more people keep getting sick. So just trying to it's weird. I mean, I'm sure you find this way too, like that you want to take care of them, but you're also like, I can't afford to get sick. So like yeah, I yeah. don't really know like what <laughs> one of us
0: gotta would... pay the bills.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, so like, am I sleeping in another room or are you sleeping in another room? Like, how does this work, bro? But
0: not COVID, is it?
1: No, nah, it's not COVID. It's a it's a sinus infection. I think the reason why it's lingering. Is because um all the flying she does, the air pressure is not letting her mm-hmm. like infection like subside at all. Yeah, so yeah. um that's like the main issue. she took, she took the whole week off. Uh because we are flying to New York this weekend for uh my mom's like celebration of life. Uh and dude, it just so well, you know, this is crazy. I haven't even told you about this offline, so we could do it now. Dude, it's also like my dad's like they're they just so happen are doing the memorial service for him on the same day. Oh, like, wow. So, like, March 11th, like, this year is going to be, like, their day, which is dope. Like, again, like, like I, it was just a complete coincidence because, like, his, his family is dealing with it. I'm just, like, you know, helping out where I can. But yeah. and I didn't want to say, hey, let's make sure we do it every day except this day because I'm, like, right. so we're trying to – we've been mourning now for a month, and we want to, like, start the grieving process. So, yeah, so it just worked out that way, man. So, yeah, I'm going to be in New York this weekend. So, hopefully, she feels better by then, and we can have uh, a good time uh celebrating them bro but um how about you been how you been bro how's the uh, how's the scene in the bay right now uh
0: the bay's been good um this past weekend didn't do a whole lot um i think the more interesting thing is my wife has been on bumble not for the reason you think but apparently there's a, a section of the app i forget if i talked to you about this but you can actually look for friends who share common interests
1: Yo, dude. Uh, so I actually know about the app first because of that. Okay. Yeah, because nice. I had a I had a friend back in Charlotte, and she was happily married. So I made that comment. I was like, "Bro, what you doing on Bumble?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, bro, I need friends. Like, I don't <laughs> have anyone here." So yeah, no, I know that the app has that feature.
0: Yeah. Um. So so she went on. I uh, almost said date, but I guess she met up with someone from sure, the sure, app. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. And they had a great time. Um, It was another Korean girl and they obviously share the same language and cultural background. As you know, at our age, it's pretty difficult to find new friends. I guess you could find them at work, but at least for me, I, I tend to like keeping my personal life separate from my work life oh, every yeah. now if and then there my, if yeah if you can yeah every now and then there's like one dude at work who's like super cool and i i feel comfortable like being my real self around them but for the most part i'm like you know what I, don't add me on instagram don't ask me what i'm doing after work like i'm here to collect a check i'll laugh at your jokes while yeah. i'm while it's 8 a.m to 5 p.m or whatever but 501, one. I'm not laughing at shit you say. Yeah. that's how I, my attitude at work.
1: Um, no, I feel that. I don't know if I'm there completely, but I understand like it's tough. But definitely, it's tough to find friends, bro. Like as we, mm-hmm. as you get older, bro. Especially you guys being in a brand new city, yeah. essentially, right? So that's even harder. Yeah. Um, So I get the the reason for it, bro. But I'm with you with the work stuff, bro. Like I have like a like, I got like, because I'm already planning like the wedding list and everything. Like so I have like literally a handful of people who are invited. I mean, but think about five people, and I've been at this company for almost seven years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you would think that number would be 30, 40, 50, right? It's just like, nah, man. Like, I I, only because I've had consequences in the past where, like, you become too buddy-buddy, and then if you're on a certain, like, leadership path, like, those friendships get destroyed somehow. So it's almost like, bro, let me not even do this, man, because I don't want to have this in three years now my boss is questioning me for having too many friends and then now you feel uncomfortable because i'm a boss I was just like yeah it's not it's not worth it at all like again you can figure out other ways to get friends
0: for sure um but yeah they they hit it off and after that i kind of thought to myself like would i do this at some point i i have like a handful of friends here Mm -hmm. um so it isn't like the biggest draw for me at the moment but it is interesting and and i know that if i ever end up in a situation where we're in a, a city where i literally know no one yeah like this is a potential way for me to make friends which is i guess the new age that we're in um for better or for
1: worse yeah i do but also i think there's also something different for like i don't know if it's men right like because we're also we're okay with putting ourselves in a situation very late at night yeah. to find friends. Whereas like, I wouldn't want like your wife going on like a Bumble meetup at like 10 o'clock at night. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas right. like, I remember when I was single in Miami, just get coming back from Charlotte, I didn't have that many friends either. Bro, I was going to concerts by myself because I'm like, bro, there's good, I think I've, I've said this like, a million times, but like, now that we're talking about it again, like there's going to be everyone there already likes the same genre of music as me. So right. like, like I, I can't just spark up a conversation and see where it goes. So like, so yeah. I, I still have like three or four friends from doing that. So nice. I feel like for guys, it's always just a slightly easier, even though like women, when it comes to dating have like full power, I feel for like, sure. for, like the friendship stuff, I feel like it's much easier for guys. Cause we can just go somewhere alone and figure yeah. it out. Like I never really see like females, like, out and about like alone alone like that
0: true yeah yeah i feel like the barrier is definitely lower for us um expectations as well because like i feel like for the most part unless you're a straight up asshole or like just weird or don't like anything i like it's pretty easy for me to to get along with most people enough right and maybe not Same. necessarily to be their best friend but just getting that conversation going like yeah relatively easy i think girls Maybe have their guard up or they fake it a lot too and pretend like yeah. they like the other girl when in reality they don't
1: they don't and they don't want to be and they don't want to come across as a bitch like yeah. that's a real thing right so yeah no it's different but that's cool shout out to, to sarah for uh, for doing them and that's uh, that takes uh guts so good for her yep. um all right but before we pivot into the other stuff we still have this we're working on a on a, a certain topic movie theory cinema theory my man Blair went for his 45th movie of the year this weekend. So how did how <laughs> was what's your summary of Creed Three? And do you recommend or do you not recommend?
0: Yeah, Creed Three was phenomenal. Uh, a lot better than I expected. I didn't expect it to be bad by any means. I just or are you, are you a would...
1: fan of the franchise, or this was just like a one-off that you went to see?
0: I had seen the previous, I think I saw the first one. I, to be honest, don't really remember it, but I don't think I walked away from that. Like, oh my God, I can't wait till the second, third the and fourth worst. come okay, out. Okay,
1: gotcha. gotcha.
0: Um, but yeah, from beginning to finish, super entertaining. The soundtrack was phenomenal. They did a couple like Dr. Dre flips. That, oh, nice. that made it just feel unique. You could feel the bass in the theater. Like it made me want to go out. That's, mm. it was great. And he directed it. And I, th- I was just in awe the whole time, thinking to myself, damn, this dude is however many years old he directed it. Like some of the fight scenes, it felt like you were watching a real boxing match, but it was just amplified. Every punch angle um, was just shot flawlessly. And, mm. you know, I had the perfect amount of uh, emotion and like h- heroic. Uh, heroism I guess you could say yeah, yeah, yeah Um, And struggle, And Victory And triumph And all that stuff So Nice yeah, I 100% recommend to Anyone who Hasn't seen it To go see it Even if you haven't seen the Other ones Because The story itself Didn't necessarily need the Doesn't other require Yeah like It sense. helps I'm
1: sure it helps you From a mind Like you're not guessing Who's who But like Yeah if, As long as you know The main guy It's like you know Who Creed is bro. <laughs> Yeah 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 Nice. So I'm assuming this is a audio theory recommendation. Yes. 100%. Yep. Okay. Solid. I'm going to go. I was going to peep it anyway. Well, I know my fiance was going to go watch it. That's 100%. <laughs> I'll, I'll go watch it now as well with her. Um, yeah. Dude. So I have like a, I was going to say a different phrase, which was not going to be helpful. But I have like, whenever I say this comment, people judge me, but I'll go fuck it. I'll, I'll talk about it now. So I went to the movies the weekend prior to you to see Magic Mike 3. All right. Uh-huh. So, fam, like, I loved Magic Mike, the first Magic Mike. Bro, like, Steven Soderbergh, he directed Ocean's 11, 12, and Thirteen. Like, his cinematography, bro, is just so good. And, like, Magic Mike was, like, a dark movie, bro. Like, I know people get caught up, like, in the stripping, but it's, like, it's about a guy who has, like, real-life fucking issues and, like, just trying to make it, right? So, mm-hmm. I love that one. Part two was ass to me, right? Like, it was just a stretch. I'm like, bro, this is unbelievable, but I'm like, whatever. No man. pun like, intended. but dude so i was like so now like 10 years later they come out magic Mike part three and i'm like bro fuck it man i gotta just go to just sign off on like the uh, franchise so quick review on that oh funny side note when i got to the movies i was the only man there the women in the row ahead of me as they were walking in pointed at me and said you're a trooper and then my girl was like you're lucky I don't tell them we're really here for you and not me. Like so,
0: <laughs> That's uh, I
1: mean. but dude, the movie was bro so corny. Like, and I know it's gonna be a catchphrase recently, but bro, so corny. Like, n- like there's no way you think that after watching part one that they're gonna end the franchise with this. Like, it's a beautiful love story. It's like, bro, this is not the essence of Magic Mike, but it's still shot very well. Because Steven Zoderbergh is still the director, but highly disappointing. So I don't recommend any like any men who want to be troopers and go for their girl, bro. It's gonna be a very corny two hours. Like you may have moments that you're enjoying it because it's yeah. cute, but it's like, bro, like if you actually are a dude who enjoyed the first one, you can't, you're not gonna enjoy this shit. Cause it's just like it's not good. Like I don't.
0: Got it. Yeah, I, I had no intention on seeing it. Not because I'm like, oh, it's it's for women and like it's a gay movie or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the case is. But, I don't know, when I saw the previews, I was, like, I'm very picky when it comes to the plot of the movies I watch. Bro, this plot much like,
1: makes no sense, bro. Yeah. Like, none. Like, yo, it's like, it's a, like, not to give it away, I mean, you ever catch an HBR, but like, literally, like, the movie starts and like, they're like, into the plot. Like, there's nowhere to even catch up. Like, bro, like how, how the fuck did you end up from Miami to London? This is like your whole life now, like in 24 yeah. hours, like explain this to me. So yeah, it's, it, yeah. If you're a true, like critique of movies, you're going to be destroying this from this jump. But again, if you're yeah. like, who gives a fuck? It's a cute story. That's why I think most females will enjoy it. Cause it's, it's a cute story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm pretty much exclusive to like horror films, uh, thrillers, I think those are like my top two and then followed by like action and i guess creed would be considered a drama Um, drama action yeah drama action yeah so yeah i'm pretty much exclusive to that i i don't know why um maybe i feel like it it, other types of genres aren't as stimulating or exciting for me
1: sure no dude that's that's super fair that's super fair but um all right that's our we're trying to bring back Cisco uh, and Eber thumbs down, thumbs up I think, from <laughs> back in the day, but uh, cool. So that's the uh, that's the audio theory picks. Go don't see Magic Mike. Go see Creed three in a theater near you. Um, but I guess the other biggest thing this weekend, man, when it comes comes to the overall culture, I think Rolling Loud twenty twenty three kicked off in L A this past weekend at SoFi Stadium, right?
0: Yeah, SoFi Stadium. Yep,
1: that's fire. Though. Was it there when you went last time?
0: Uh No. I mean, honestly, it's changed like three times. Like every okay. time it happens in LA, it's pretty much a different venue. Um, But I don't believe it was ever at that one.
1: I mean, just because I know like the fact that they're having it at an NFL stadium Um, with I, the sponsors keep getting bigger and bigger, bro. Because I was watching a couple of clips after we went over the rundown and I was like, yeah, this is sponsored by Google Pixel. And then it's like this other big. I'm like, oh, shit, this is like this is not like a little. Not that when we saw it in Miami, it was like a little show, but yeah. like the fact that these major corporations are now throwing millions of dollars into yeah. it, just for those guys who created it, uh, Tarek and the, like good for them, yeah. bro, because this yeah. is,
0: this this is, is a name crazy. brand thing now. Like yeah. if you want to target Gen Z, what better opportunity than sponsor Rolling Loud?
1: Correct. Yeah. Cause the streaming of it alone, you're going to see a, a gazillion sponsors. So why not be in the party? So mm-hmm. shout out to them for putting on this show that clearly uh, tracks out of attention. But there, there were some headlines overall from the show. Um, so with you know Bieber making a guest appearance for Don Tolliver. Uh, Nicki Minaj coming through, uh, Travis Scott performing again, and as you know, the road to Utopia gets clearer and clearer. Um, and Playboy Cardi um, and Little Uzi. So it, which which direction do you want to go? We can go everywhere you want.
0: Um, we could go with, start with Playboy Cardi.
1: Okay. So yep. Playboy Cardi, I don't think I don't know. Was he a headliner one day?
0: Yeah, he was a headliner, uh, I believe, on the first day, Friday.
1: Okay. So headliner. Um, I-, I think we've made it very I don't think either of us are like fans of his music. I- or maybe we just don't get it. I'm but a
0: casual fan. Casual? Okay. I just don't I just don't understand necessarily what catapulted him to the top of that list because I don't hear enough music or I hear enough from him to get how that even happened in the first place.
1: Like, from him to go to, like, four years ago, just an act, to headlining the one of the days?
0: Yeah. Because with Travis Scott and the, a lot of these other guys, like, Future, they're pumping out music constantly. They're in your face constantly. Whereas Playboy Cardi's, like, damn near the J Electronica of, quote-unquote, mumble rap. Like, Yeah. he's just a goat. But, like doesn't have thousands of songs that make you say, oh, I, I see why.
1: And I don't hear any songs that make me think he's a goat. Um, but again, maybe it's just not for me, that's fine. Mm. But his his um, his performance gave some critique to the scene, very demonic. I don't know if Satan worshiping is too extreme. Um, so again, just the visual of it, uh, visuals of it look crazy. I wanna hear your take, obviously. But I think my initial take from just seeing like four to five minutes of the clip was, mm. I don't understand what he's saying, bro, like at all. And that's going to be a theme with some of my feedback um, for these Rolling Loud sets. Like it's hard to actually hear what the fuck he's saying. And I don't think it's just because he's screaming. I literally think there's like the way they set up like the artist performing on top of the actual song kind of distorts the sound in a wild way. Mm -hmm. But dude, the biggest thing for me was like whatever he was saying and whatever the craziness on stage was, bro, all those fans were into it. Like into it, into it. So that was, I was more like, because into like watching the beginning of the of his set, I was like, "This is weird as fuck." Like, uh-huh. what is happening? And then the fact that everyone in that those front little pits are losing their minds, I'm like, "Am I the weirdo?" Like, why why <laughs> do I get this? So, yeah. what were your uh, your thoughts on his performance?
0: Uh, so in the beginning, I, I did think it was kind of weird the the shrieks that for any Dragon Ball Z fans out there he sounded kind of like Majin Buu like Kid Buu specifically i was really confused um it was kind of painful to listen to but i'm not going to lie the the rest of the set like seemed super dope like i kind of wish okay. i was there um the guitarist i thought he was the mvp of that that yo uh, for one set. moment
1: i thought it was actually him on the guitar cuz you couldn't really see their faces at one point right, right. so i was like yeah, I thought it was, it
0: him. was tricky it was tricky to see what was going on, necessarily hear what he was saying, but in terms of the atmosphere, I, I did I could see why the crowd was getting amped. Like I I think that environment is perfect for that kind of music. I feel like he's one of those artists you kind of have to to see it, to believe it, and mm. be there and and just feel that energy which some would call demonic. I don't think it was demonic. To me, it's more of like this new age. Performative thing Where rappers Are are trying to establish Themselves as rock stars And emulate Whoever these other guys are Like Marilyn Manson And stuff And I think for the hip hop community For the longest time Like That was Quote unquote White boy shit Mm -hmm. That people thought Was weird And Just Super extra But now It's kind of Hip hop's blending With all these other genres Even more so So It's more acceptable And I think There's still that stigma So so a lot of people, it is freaky and weird, but I don't know. I thought that the the beats and the songs that he was performing um, for that environment was super dope, and mm. I, I wish I was there to see it because for, for the first time I was like, damn, I could see why Playboy Cardi gets people riled up. He, it's it's definitely something that you would want to in, uh, experience in person, based on what I saw at least.
1: Did over time though, cause like you said, the initial, it was hard to like listen to, did that get better over time?
0: I think so. Similar to our discussion of Don Tolliver's album. I think I just had to appreciate it for what it is. Mm. Um, I probably wouldn't be caught listening to Playboy Cardi's music in certain situations. Um, probably more so if I'm trying to get hyped up, but I do agree that like from a lyrical standpoint, it was difficult to hear, but even when I listen to it in a quiet setting and I'm trying to understand it, it's still like
1: it's seems very relatively
0: mumbled. unnecessary to even care what he's saying. It's like just the melody itself, I, I feel like is what people are going for in the vibe rather than, oh, like, you know what's what's the message he's trying to get across when it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. mumbles and shrieks and shit,
1: yeah, so that, I guess the question for for you then this just like I guess. Like, every artist has the right to do whatever kind of art they want to do, right? Like, we we can't sit here and... Well, I can't sit here and judge Playboy when we just gave a full episode, almost, a little Yachty finding his voice in, like, acid rock, right? Yeah. So, but with this kind of music, right? Just knowing where we... When we first saw Playboy Cardi four or five years ago in Miami, Rolling Loud, right? Like, to go from, Pierre, can you come outside, to this seems pretty crazy, right, as an outsider. Yeah. So, like, does this version of him, like, seem believable? Is Does it feel gimmicky to you? Or this is just, do you really believe that this is who this guy truly is and the art he's trying to create?
0: I think inevitably, like, even if he's true to himself, it, it does feel gimmicky just because, one, it seems like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, this whole vamp, like, persona thing. That he's doing or he's like a black vampire basically. Um, and I, I think it's with the kids, it's always cool to be the different edgy, like anti pop culture, like icon yeah. that you know gets 666 tatted on his neck and shit, like stuff like that. I feel like people do just to be edgy. Sure. Um but with him, I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know enough about him to say otherwise, but at the end of the day, I think his fans would have turned their back on him if if it was a true gimmick. So mm. I feel like if his day one fans are still riding with him, then this must really be his his true authentic self.
1: Fair. No, yeah, that's fair. Like, as an outsider, again, to someone who hasn't been in tune with his... Like you said, like, I, I, I feel like we get a play Bocardi album like what, every three or four years? If that. Something
0: like that, yeah. And
1: then like, yeah, like, I feel like the one prior to the one that's this kind of music was still like hip y Like whatever he originally came out with when he came out with um you know his famous two or three songs back in like 2016, 2017. So yeah, for me, I'm just like, bro, like how the fuck do we get here? But yeah, like like you said, if, if his day ones are riding with him, they believe it, that's all that fucking matters, right? Like yeah. as long as your your fans actually think you're being authentic, like what a bunch of bloggers or people who don't get the music, like who gives a fuck? Yeah. No, that did. And so I'm glad you uh, shed some light on that. If you, uh, I'm glad you... If you enjoyed it, I'm, I'm going to give it a second try then, bro. Because I was watching... I was like, bro, I don't get this at all. But uh, again, I th- the, what impressed me the most is that clearly those fans there were having the time of their lives. So yeah. it wasn't just something where people were just standing there like, what's happening right now?
0: Right. And I think what I appreciated about it too, though, was um, it felt like... There was a lot of effort put into the show Even if like Let's say you couldn't hear certain words Or it sounded like you were just screaming and stuff Like It felt like a true performance Where there's stage design And costumes and stuff Whereas a lot of times we get these rappers Just like with 10 of their boys Saying every other 15 words Of the song Letting the song play And then they just smoke a joint and walk off And I'm like this is We paid 500 bucks for this shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that's why I was like, all right, at least he did that. And like, it seemed like something worth paying to see.
1: No, dude, that's funny because I only watched, like, in like four, like, I say, like, maybe eight minutes of it. But that was one of my initial thoughts because I was like, bro, like, you could be a rock star, right? Like, whatever. But there's no way you just rolled onto, like, no, like, onto this stage and all this thing just started happening. Like, there yeah. was definitely like a, a pre-stage setup, a sound check. Like, you had to have a very creative approach and be a part of it. Because, bro, you can't just be standing there and all these things are happening around you. Like, yo, you're going to fucking burn or something or fall off the stage. So that was one of my initial thoughts. So I was like, yo, this, whatever the fuck this is, this is clearly like a well-planned setup. Because, yeah, Yeah. it's not just him in the middle going crazy with like a dark light over him. It's, It's like a whole proper set.
0: Mm -hmm. Though I did think The one thing that was extreme is I I heard online that there was A fan who was Supposed to get I guess footage of it because Her brother who couldn't attend wanted to see The the Cardi show but She ended up after like a few minutes Just running away because she said it was too Demonic for her taste and she Like freaked out and I get how some people could interpret it that way But I don't know I think sometimes people take it a little too far With this whole demonic energy thing And it gets hypocritical too When you'll have a rapper who will literally rap about Spinning the block Shooting the ops, whatever But that's fine Because there's no shrieks Or like devil horns in the the fucking screen behind them But... Playboy Cardi dresses up in all black And a flame fucking flies across the stage And all of a sudden Satan's here We gotta get out Like Run for your lives It just doesn't make any sense to me
1: Yeah No dude Absolutely Fair Fair um, But I think and like, There's always gonna be that one person Or two or three people At all these shows Who like Are oblivious To what's about to go down And then when it happens They're like What the fuck Right Like if you yeah. Were a Christian uh, Like a a christian woman or a christian man and you stumbled upon a megan the stallion set you'd be like yo yeah. what the fuck is going on you Wait, know what yeah. i mean but if you're a fan you already know what you're about to watch so you're, you're about to enjoy it so i think that's that should always happens at these shows bro but um True. but i do think to your point though i do think there is a group of people who's trying to push that narrative of demonic and satan worshiping in hip-hop and like are trying to find any one person to like amplify their own concerns to make this feel like a bigger thing than it actually is.
0: True, 100%. Yeah,
1: so I feel about that. Uh, I feel similar about that. Um, another Rolling Loud headline was Don Tolliver uh, obviously promoting the Sick album, bringing out Justin Bieber. Um, so your thoughts on that set?
0: I thought it was fire. Um, however, the, the crowd itself seemed dead. And I think a lot of it is they're so busy trying to capture this shit on their phone and like brag mm. to their friends that they just, they you physically can't jump up and down and get good footage half the time. So
1: yeah, that's a good take. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're just sitting there like trying to capture the moment so they can go home and say, Oh my God, like Bieber was a thousand feet away from me. Um, yeah. And for that reason, like as a spectator, you're like, damn, was the set weak then? Because right. Cause you're not hearing the yelling. Yeah, you're not hearing the yelling, and that's part of the reason why I probably am a bit biased with the Cardi thing. Is everyone looked like they're having the time of their life? Yeah. Even though I did like the the sound of it, I'm like, oh, they were having fun. Whereas with this, I'm like, does this mean he's not hitting as much or mm. resonating as much with people? That was like kind of my thought. Watching Interesting.
1: It. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like you saw Don Toliver live, though, right?
0: Yeah, I've seen him live before.
1: Is he a good show?
0: Honestly, the, the show that I saw Was a bit lackluster um, I I think part of it Does have to do with the mood of the music Like a lot of it isn't super Upbeat and loud and
1: Yeah, it's you know, like bass vibing bumping. back and forth yeah, out It's of like your, a yeah. vibe yeah, So yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's tough to, to, to Say, but I think with his Performance in particular, the one I saw I don't think he was actively Performing and singing the words As much as I thought he would Like okay. it was kind of a, a dope Stage design, but he was kind of just like walking from one end to the other, and got it. Uh, the song was playing in the background, so that's why.
1: Got it, got it. Um, from from what I saw, man, because I've never seen don toliver live yet, I would love to. Because I, again, I, I just think it'll be like a fun vibe, uh, especially with this latest album. But dude, what was weird for me was the same thing that you mentioned when we were talking offline. It's like I don't get how you you're not excited. Worst case scenario that you're even if you're not a Bieber fan that Bieber would even grace the stage Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that's wild to me like this dude's like probably one of the top 10 most popular artists if not top 5 in the world right now um he just cancelled the world tour right which is if I was a fan of a show that he just cancelled I'm like my man what the fuck is going on like I thought we I thought we weren't doing this anymore like what's happening (laughs) so I would just be excited off that alone so yeah it, it may be the phone thing dude or just like Again, bro, I'm not trying to be a hater, but bro, I really think the sound quality at these fucking Rolling Loud shows is not good, bro.
0: Like it's no, it just, true.
1: it's just not. Like it may have been that, dude. The um, I know Nicki Minaj got a headline because like her shit sounded terrible, and she had to come out on IG Live the next day like to defend herself. Um, I heard the, um, I saw the clips from Utopia uh, for Travis Scott set. Bro, that shit sounded awful, bro. And, like, I know it sounded bad when we saw him in Miami, but when I saw him at his own show in Astral World, that shit sounded perfection. So, like, either they have, like, this one basic setup and everyone just needs to figure it out, but, bro, I feel like with so many millions, like we were just mentioning, like, is being invested into this, like, festival, bro, the sound quality has to sound better, bro. Or you got to, like, thinking about, like, uh, when they were doing verses, you know, online those first couple of years of COVID, like everyone had to um, get on the same page as far as like what, you know, software they were going to use because bro, like these different sets going back to back to back, it just feels like a DJ's playing the song and then the artist is trying to like rap or sing on top of that. And I'm like, bro, like it's 2023, like how are we still doing this? <laughs> yeah. Like bro, cause I'm telling you, man, that Travis Scott shit sounded terrible. Again, energy was fire. I saw the people losing their mind, excited for him to be there. But as far as like actually sitting down and trying to enjoy that, dude, that was not enjoyable.
0: No, it seems like a pretty notorious problem at this point. Uh, From the past few shows I went to, and it was the sound was really only good if I was like up front and Mm. damn near right in front of the artist. So I don't know. They they have to fix something because I think after the last time I went, it definitely had me leaving saying to myself i don't need to be here again even if it's cheap and i get like a one-day ticket or something like yeah. it just didn't feel worth it at a certain point
1: yeah no dude that's that's how i feel again besides like like yo know, we're older or whatever like and like yeah. you know there's random like drama that happens uh violence wise but i think my biggest thing is like bro like i don't feel moved like i'd rather just go watch artists on my own you know yeah. what i mean like if i'm really dying to see Kendrick or Travis or Baby Keem, whatever. I'm like, bro, I'll just do it myself because this shit is like, it never sounds good, bro. Like, it never. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater, bro. Like, I I love what Rolling Loud's doing, and I I'm, I I like that it got a lot of fucking eyes on them, even more so if it feels this shit than than most. But I was like, bro, like, you're you're too big for this shit to sound shitty. Like, I never go to any Coachella set thinking like, oh, this is gonna sound bad, but it'll be cool to see this artist. Like, and that's how I feel. Like, I'm shocked when it sounds good at rolling loud at Coachella it's i'm shocked if it's not perfect you know what i mean and i like, yeah. i'm watching some random ass artists i've never even heard of and this shit sounds better than an album like i feel like again i know it's rolling loud is not a coachella but bro like you're damn near the coachella of hip hop so i mean you should be doing better i think especially by yeah. the artists bro cuz it's not a good look for for Nicki Minaj the queen of like in modern like hip hop for females to so have to come on IG live and say hey i apologized like bro like come on and this was
0: like, that the recent one that this happened
1: yeah like so uh little wayne brought her out they did a couple songs together she even uh did a i think a new song called ruby something where she actually this is uh-huh. megan the stallion oh uh, uh, yeah yeah and but they said the sound quality was dog shit
0: i see it now yeah damn that's wild
1: right and that nikki minaj bro this saying no fucking like yeah Rilla yeah, or something right, bro. Yeah, like uh, this is like,
0: Or like some dude performing at noon where you just say, all right, fuck you. Like you're lucky to even be here.
1: Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like if if those high end people already had, like Travis Scott, we said, should sound a tweak. Like these are the headliners, bro. Like how is this happening in 2023 when we just said that you have so many people now watching this and investing in this? Like, I I feel like that's going to be the demise. Like clearly the violence is being more controlled uh people getting stampeded on or whatever, God forbid, like, I think that people are doing a better job about that, um, yeah. even though I, I do think something did happen on Estate. set um, that people did die. But I really think the sound quality long-term, if that's not addressed, is going to be the downfall or enough that people just will never take this serious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like the the market they're appealing to now is, is still mostly the like 14 to 18 year old kid and those people don't have experience with much experience probably. And they're just happy to see callers. future. Yeah, they just want to see future. Literally just see him. I don't even know if they give a fuck if they walk on stage and don't perform at this point. I think mm. they just want to pull their phone out listen to their favorite song and or see them you know quote unquote perform it and then yeah. it's done. Whereas like yeah, you yeah, and yeah. I have been to so many shows it's the bar ha- is has to be a bit higher for us when
1: we've yeah when we've gone to yeah so no, that's shows. that's that's super fair man that's, that's maybe why like these shows aren't for us but yeah i just can't imagine if you're like if you have any what bit of an ear for music and like you work for google and you're like google pixel streaming yeah. and like you like you have to do like a recap to your boss and you're like Hey, we did a great job. So many clicks. It's like, bro, but can you even understand what they're saying? Like, and not from like, yo, I don't understand hip hop. Like one yeah. are these, it's like, bro, I literally cannot understand yeah. anything.
0: But I think for that, for a lot of those folks, it, it goes hand in hand. They're like the kids might as well fart in, into a mic and they'll assume that like people actually listen to this at age 14. So I don't even think the execs give a fuck. They're like, is it going to make us money? Cool. Like, no, don't yeah, it. I
1: do clearly because dude, this is like maybe we're on a high horse because we're getting like okay, maybe we're a little bit more stombish to the sound, but yeah, I mean this is going on since what 2016 and they're not they haven't changed in seven years, so like why yeah. do it now? But I just figured, bro, like come on, like, you're a bigger fucking entity now, like you would think, but yeah, exactly. maybe it's not even like in their top three priority list to be honest. But yeah. um, anything else about Rolling Loud you want to touch upon before we move on?
0: Uh, nah, let's move on.
1: All right, shout out to Rolling Loud LA. Um, I definitely I might want to do a rolling loud like abroad though, bro. Like like, just as oh,
0: like Yeah, that would be
1: fire. Yeah, like because I feel it'll be safer and just like we can go for a week and just you know make the weekend out of it. So I don't know. So we may have to look into that one with the uh with the women. I know.
0: My boy uh, uh Alex, who you've met, he so he was joking around trying to get me and Moon to go to um Rolling Loud in Thailand, which I definitely can't make, but I did think about it and I'm like I feel like the crowd Would just That alone Would make me feel A lot more At peace
1: Yeah
0: at this event Like Cause like yeah The kids fuck it up The American ones Specifically yeah.
1: yeah And if you're there You're not worried about Like you know Someone robbing you The moment yeah. you're walking Back to your car After the fucking thing Right Like that's like A right. thing like Again, maybe not visibly worry about when I went to the Miami show, but, like, when you hear every year of someone getting stabbed, like, at least it's in the back of your head, like, bro, right. should we not walk down the street right now? Should we call the yeah. Uber here and just pay the surcharge? So, I right. feel like if you're going to go to Rolling Loud, Thailand, or Portugal, or whatever, like, you're going there for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um. All right, so let's... Do you want to get into Michael B. Jordan being considered corny by all of hip-hop all of a sudden, or... Uh, the John Morant craziness that's happening right now?
0: I think they actually kind of go hand in hand, so we can do both. Okay.
1: let's do both then. Yeah. So Michael B. Jordan, uh, Bladers gave a phenomenal rundown of Creed Three and why you need to go watch that. So recently, I, th- I think last week or the week before, he was being interviewed by someone on the red carpet. Uh, that person just so happened to be a high school bully of his who called him corny back in the day. It is very clear from this three minute clip that Michael B. Jordan knew the second she got (laughs) to him that who she was. um, And he made a couple comments acknowledging that he knew who she was. And uh, she ended the interview by saying, you're no longer corny now, which is interesting. So your thoughts on that interaction. And do you think anyone between the two of them was wrong or not? And then we could just go into like what the conversation became afterwards.
0: Yeah, as as far as the interaction goes, I I don't think Michael B. Jordan was in the wrong by any means. I don't think he crossed the line or was disrespectful. I could tell in his his facial expression, there was was a little bit of salt um, just based on what this woman had said to him in the past and then her approach to him in that moment because it wasn't like he proactively brought it up. She was the one who was like, Oh, uh, we go way back or something yeah, along yeah, those lines. Like, Oh,
1: okay, so right. we're gonna talk about that right.
0: right, and it's like If you're gonna use that comment Which someone would uh, Classify as, you know, wanting some Clout Yeah. Uh, from a positive standpoint too I can understand why Michael B. Jordan is like Wait, 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 like, we first have to Let everyone know how We even know each other, and I don't think he He wasn't even super direct And explicit with it, He was he was Like the corny kid, right? He he wasn't like, oh, you, you used to make fun of me in, yeah. you know, gym class or anything like that. He was just like, oh, the corny kid, right? Like, haha. Ha.
1: <laughs>
0: she clearly like was kind of uncomfortable with it. I don't think she necessarily called him corny directly from what I understand, but was on a podcast where she admitted to like making fun of him for, you know, XYZ back in the day and bringing his um, what do they call them? The headshots. The headshots. Yeah. yeah to to school and stuff like that. Um, and I, from what I've seen and what I assumed the conversation would would be within the black community or just like the hood community in general, like if you're not doing quote unquote bad shit or you you have ambitions and you're you're looking to to avoid the bullshit per se a lot of people are going to deem you as like a nerd or soft or whatever the case is and unfortunately it seems to only happen in communities like that where sure. there's not that role models who fit that because you know everyone wants to be a ball player or a rapper but like being wanting to become a doctor or whatever is kind of corny because you don't know anyone who's actually made it it seems like a um a pipe dream that you're not going to accomplish and no one has enough foresight to be like okay maybe this kid will be somebody someday who i'll look up to so i i get why people might tease another person which is unfortunate but clearly michael b jordan made it and now everyone's on his nuts and i think he was voted sexiest man alive like one year or something yeah uh, which is ironic because i don't think this chick ever thought he he was going to accomplish something like that So she doesn't deserve the threats And all kinds of stuff That she's been getting online But I could see Oh, is that
1: happening From, like, the Michael B. Jordan Yeah, people are like Oh,
0: kill yourself and stuff And I'm sure it's people Who are in a similar position To Michael B. Jordan Like, didn't get play from girls Who didn't see the vision And I get it Like, for myself even Like, I was never, like, the jock Or the the cool kid And that people would assume That just because I'm black Like, oh, you know I'm paying attention in class Therefore I'm, like, whitewashed And shit like that I'm like how is that fair or productive for uh, the black community if we have this stereotype of you can't be doing positive things out here? Otherwise, you're soft and you're not like, quote unquote, a real one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely goes uh, hand in hand with the next topic as well. But back to this, though. Um, so would you say at the end, of, do you blame him for his interaction with her at all?
0: I wouldn't say so cuz she brought it up. He did he finished the interview. I don't think he brought it up again. So, I think it was just kind of like a quick little jab. Um and yeah, one could argue well if 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 it didn't bother you then you wouldn't have said anything, but I still think she was the one who like instigated the whole thing in the first place. Like we go way back. And I'm sure she was fully aware that probably 90% of their interactions were those, you know, kind of condescending moments.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so this is my this so my issue with the the whole back and forth between between them is that we give, we give people too much of a pass, bro. Like like when Joe Budden went off on him this past week as well about saying like, "Yo, he's corny for that," right? This is why we all think you're corny, you do corny shit like that. It's like, "Bro, like so what because he was bullied." as a child and he sees the person bullying him, he's meant to now be like, well, I'm the better person. I'm not gonna say anything. Let me just yeah. move on about my day. Bro, fuck that, bro. It's people like her who probably made him work even harder to get to whatever level he wanted to get at. So now I'm meant to bite my tongue, just do an interview, interview for you to you get played. And like you want to, like you said, bring up our past history and I can't even address it. Even at all, like for a second, and now I'm the bad guy because, like, dude, the I know what your take is on this, but like for Joe Biden to say, like, oh, but he would never do this, to like a white um, mm, reporter. Yeah. I'm like, bro, if the that's white ridiculous. reporter bullied him, the why the fuck wouldn't he? Bro? Yeah, like, like, what does that have to do with so, anything? That's the so, problem. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's they always my,
0: my, use that crutch. The whole always. White, oh, black, you versus wouldn't. Oh, but
1: yeah, it's like, no, dude, like this person, black, white, female whatever fucking gender disrespected me and bullied me as a kid. You're going to get these words, even if it's just a small thing, bro. Like he's still a human being, like to your point, like growing up in like in our communities or whatever, like, we didn't see a lot of people do certain things, right? It was either uh, I remember at least, like my mom was obviously a career person, but when I would hang out like in the Bronx going to middle school, like, bro, it was some like either you worked at a fucking random customer service job. Or like, it was just basic ass things, right? So the idea of like your friend being doctors or actors, like that wasn't a thing for me growing up, right? So I'm sure like even I had the ideas of like that thing being corny. But bro, for this guy to be in that environment and aspire for more, was bullied and like made to question his entire self. Now when he makes it, he now needs to forget all about that. Fuck that, bro. That's probably the same fuel that still, you know, gets him going now even 30 years removed. So, no, I just don't, like, again, and I'm not like the, I'm not a Michael B. Jordan stand by any means, but I'm just like, bro, like, that's a human being, bro. And like, I I don't get this whole thing. Like, we have to always see the best out of people. Like, no, bro. He was annoyed, so he went off on her and like, minimally, like bro, right. he really didn't say anything. Exactly. And then, dude, she was a fucking bully for like five years, and she fucking deserves to be clapped back as well. Like bro, like right, like that. Both can be true. Like it's right. okay.
0: Yeah he he definitely wasn't out of bounds. And if if she hadn't said a word, and mid interview just randomly is like, "Yo, I'm like I'm done." Like you called me corny in 2001 or whatever. Then I would be like, "All right, like that's corny because." You've already made it, and now you're making a situation into something it didn't need to be. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have to bite his tongue when she's like, we go way back. Like, just because she's Black or, or whatever ethnicity she is, like, he's supposed to just sit back and, and pretend like nothing happened. Like, like, I've
1: never met you before. Right. Like, I've and never met you And he was playful <laughs> with it.
0: Yeah, like, I never met you before. And he was playful with it. And you like... It's not like she ran off crying or some shit. Like, why are we making it seem like he hit this woman or something? Like, right. It really is not that serious.
1: Like, yo, people are blaming him for, like, setting back her career. Like, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, it was a fucking comment in jest. And, bro, honestly, I feel like if it was me, I probably would have said more. Right, like, I a lot have of
0: people Right,
1: you know, what I mean, I would have been petty as fuck, bro. Like, like, yeah. like you're in my movie that I directed, I started about to make. Like, dude, I think Creed made a hundred million dollars in yeah. its first weekend, the most by any sports movie of all time.
0: And he like, got bro, a Hollywood star.
1: Correct, dude. My I man is up right now, right. bro. When you're up, you're petty. You know what I mean? Like, we would make that joke about um when Diddy went off on that fucking D-list rapper. Our actor, and he's like, bro, oh, yeah. he's Diddy, bro. Like, he, he just wants to. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, right? I don't get the criticism coming at him, bro. Like, I'm well, just because like, he's
0: dating white girls. That's that's really what it is. Because they see him as someone who's not really for the people. So why do we defend him? Why do we? Why should we defend him?
1: Which is crazy, though. Like, even that I know shit. Again, that's my thing. Like. It's the, your most recent thing always defines you in like in in the media, right? Because like the real thing is that he just made like an essentially all black move that he directed, hired all black cast essentially for, and got an all black soundtrack for. So like I, I don't really know what else he want from me if I'm him. Like they want his what nuts. Is,
0: that's what they want. That's,
1: <laughs> that's
0: the ultimate thing they want.
1: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's just wild. But back to the, in your previous point about like uh, people who saw you growing up, maybe in your own classmates or when you went to hang out and like maybe you already had this conceived notion of you just because you were into books, right? So if we move then to the topic of John Moran, which seems, I don't know, in a weird way, like the opposite almost, like we have this multi-millionaire basketball player who's 23 years old. From all the research I've done has come from a very good community and background. But seems to want to play the hip hop star currently. Like, how do you like? What's your your own opinion on it? Like, when you see it, are you like, mm-hmm. bro? Like, like, because when I see, it, I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But I don't know if there's like this innate thing that maybe he also just wants to get approval because he never got it growing up.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's definitely cringy. Like a lot of other people would say. Um, but I, I think there is, it's just boils down to, you know, this hyper masculinity that a lot of men deal with, but I think particularly in, in urban environments where we, we don't have role models who, who tell you otherwise, from what I understand, he, he comes from a, a good background though. Is that true?
1: That is true, man. Yeah. He went to private school yeah. his whole life, both parents in the household. Not that that means like your life is perfect by any means, yeah. um, but it seems that he was being groomed for basketball greatness at an early age. So it just seems odd that now when you have all the money, why are you going back to do all the dumb shit from that shit that kids would be doing out of necessity as opposed for clout?
0: I don't know. I think once a lot of these guys accomplish so much, it's like, all right, what do I not have? And I think that feeling of, being masculine and not being soft is something that is very difficult to, for some people to convince themselves they, they, they are like, I am a man because I'm taking care of my family. A lot of people need to to go to the extreme and do dumb shit in order to validate themselves. Especially, I think someone like, like him who wasn't in that environment probably just idolizes that yeah. stuff so much. And he just, Wants to be around it Because it's exciting Like he he's has all the opportunity To get girls And buy cars and shit But he, he doesn't have an opportunity Or hasn't had an opportunity To be around like Danger And And just live life on the edge And do dumb shit And for some people That's That's cool Like to some people That's cooler than hanging out with Girls and doing XYZ They'd rather Look for ops And just mm. Fucking do violent shit To validate themso- themselves Because you gotta have a ton of girls and money, but you might go to bed still thinking you're you're soft, or like yeah. maybe there's some people telling him he's soft 24/7, antagonizing him, and he's like, there's this uh, dilemma of him thinking to himself, oh, I grew up in a in this kind of environment, so maybe I am soft, but I'm gonna show them that I'm not, so I'm gonna go to the extreme and pull a gun on somebody, um, which is unfortunate, but I, I think that's the kind of mindset a lot of these these dudes have like i know a lot of people are like you're a good boy like why are you fucking it up and stuff but i think for a lot of men like no one wants to be called like a good boy who's you know minding his business and shit because it feels like someone's telling you you're soft you're not built like that like go play your little game over there and hoop with your friends i think that's how like a lot of these dudes might interpret that
1: no that's fair though but what about the other side of it in the sense that like having someone in your corner who is going to also pull you aside and like, bro, you can get on your feelings all you want. You also, there's consequences for some of these things that will end the lifestyle that you've worked so hard to achieve. Right? Like, I think that's the biggest, the hardest part. I think as you and I are both realizing as we get older, right, like we're, we're striving to be millionaires, God willing, like in our, you know, late thirties, early forties, right? In the average millionaire in America, Like if you become a millionaire, it happens like around 47, 48, right? You've had Mm -hmm. 20 years of work experience and you've been able to figure out a way to get to that number, right? Or you save properly. Whereas with these kids, dude, literally 19 years old, here's a fucking hundred million dollars. Don't fuck this up. Right. So what about the idea of like, he should have better people around him to ensure that regardless of what he wants to be right or wants to be perceived that, that he doesn't do anything that will fuck up his money. Right. Cause like my man just signed. I think like a $90 million deal with Nike to have his own shoe. Uh, I think he has a power rate drink coming out that's named after him. And he's due for the rookie max, which is going to be like $200 million starting next year. So these are like real numbers, bro. And if the league or these corporations start thinking you're dangerous and toxic, yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want on your IG live, but I also don't have to give you a hundred million dollars and give you your own shoe. You know what I yeah. mean? So like the thought of like having better people around him, do you think that's something that's also on him or like how like, cause I feel like I don't want to put all the blame on him because I feel like he should have better people, but I also think he should be making better decisions.
0: Right. And who those people are, I have, I have no idea, but I definitely think he needs a better team around him and I feel like whoever he's around clearly is is influencing him in some way. Um, you know, he's he's still super young. I mean, we all know like Bieber went through the same thing, similar thing, like when he was much younger hanging around the wrong crowd or maybe not even necessarily the wrong crowd. Like he was just trying to be someone who he wasn't. And the, the crowd he was around were just like, yes, man, and afraid yeah, to rebellious. lose their check. Yeah, just rebellious. Um, And I think everyone at some point in time Like kind of has that Has had that rebellious phase or whatever I think it's just more dangerous Because he's, he seems to be going to the extreme Like it's one thing if you're fucking egging houses And you know (laughs) stealing fucking t-shirts from Target But when you're waving guns around And punching teenagers and shit Like eventually someone's going to retaliate And I feel like for him Unfortunately if he doesn't fix this soon He's going to learn the hard way And damn near lose everything Or come close to it
1: yeah, dude. Right. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I also think, man, it's just it's not fair, but it's the reality. It's like there also there's also something of Justin Bieber at 21 getting pulled over for being drunk, right, in a Lambo, and then a 23 year old black wealthy kid fucking feeling thuggish and has a gun in a strip club at four in the morning. Like yeah. visually, the impact it has to American eyes is just very different, right? Like, this is, mm-hmm. Bieber's like, oh, bro, you're drunk. We've all been there. This is like, see, I told you, like, this is yeah. all they want to do kind of a thing, right? Like, yeah. that's, so from a marketing standpoint, you would hope that he had people better. His PR team is like, bro, like, I'm not saying you can't live your life, but there's also like three or four things we can't do, bro. We can't, and my thinking, bro, it wasn't even that someone else caught them on their IG live. This was my man on his right. own IG live. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, bro, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's Yeah, just attention is is the new drug, clout, whatever you want to call it. And I, I really think, like, I don't know why, but in, in the urban community particularly, there's just this strong desire to be a gangster. And I, I get it because we love the music. We yeah. love the imagery.
1: And, and he and, has the funds to make that imagery become a reality.
0: Mm-hmm. And, but he gets to go home to a mansion and Correct. 30 strippers. So it makes it that much more fun cuz he's like the dangerous dude with the girls and the money and all that stuff um something he never had the opportunity to to role play.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no dude, it's um no, dude. Fame and success is a dangerous drug. I think every every hip hop song or every artist that we rec- we respect has mentioned that. But yeah, I man, dude. Hopefully, he gets the help he does, he uh, he needs and deserves. Because again, he's dude. We've made. Wor- I'm not gonna say worst mistakes, bro. But everyone at 23 has something that they regret. Is a better phrase way to put that. So I would just hope that yeah. Like I. He, apparently, he's going away for a couple games. I think he's suspended for two games. Um, there's no way that the league doesn't intervene in the end. That's the NBA and just says, bro, let's just go away for like a month or something, um, which again is crazy. Cause the playoffs are right around the corner. But then at that point, like, are you valuing winning over someone's mental health? Um, Cause I don't even know if it's like a mental health thing, bro. They were trying to use that angle as well. I'm just like, I think this is a kid who thought this was fine and clearly it's not. And now he just needs someone to explain to him the why behind it. Yeah. You know?
0: No, it's just, some yeah, someone young got a ton of money and then they feel like they're invincible and can do anything they want at any given time. And yeah. he might just have a lot of yes men around him at this point.
1: Yeah, dude, you know what's funny? I just remember this. Yeah, he has been towing the line a little bit, though, like for the past couple of years. So I don't know if you remember, dude, during COVID, the NBA tried to completed their season by putting everyone in a bubble in Orlando. So like all the players flew in. And like, it became like a tournament, like, yo, we're not leaving this base to make sure no one gets COVID, no fans, nothing, right? Uh, the fans are like on Zoom screens. So they were doing a thing that they allowed the players, if they wanted to do like protesting at the, um, cause it's like during like, you know, George Floyd and everything. Yeah. If you want to put like Black Lives Matter or a certain movement or a certain organization on your the back of your jersey instead of your name, you can't, uh-huh. right? Yo, so he's number 12, all right? Oh, so he I already know, like, posted Fuck 12 <laughs> as, like, but, like, him himself, bro. So it's not even, like, a fan doing it for him. It's, yeah. like, I was, like, bro, what are you doing? So, like, yeah. there's been dude, a lot of moments with him for the past, like, four, three or four years. You're, like, bro, come on, bro. Like, you're better than this, bro. At least you should be, like, less oblivious. It just feels like it's more, like, like naive to the how the world works and i'm like bro like come on like even at 19 I, like, as a 19 year old i would have feel like i know even though we both said our facebook fucking status for yeah. wild
0: Fuck Harry but Potter,
1: we also didn't have 200 million dollars in the bank you know that we just got cut so i, I mean again yeah. I, I i'll never experience that like that, to that extent but there have been a couple of things leading up to this that you're like bro this is out of nowhere bro there's been enough for it you feel a little too comfortable saying and doing certain things
0: yeah yeah it's just i mean american culture really i know it, you know it a lot of it stems from hip hop and stuff specifically but i think just in general in american culture like a lot of people are just trying to be hard at any given moment and unfortunately he's one of those people that seems to be taking it too far and has the spotlight on him so it looks extra crazy
1: and Extra crazy. I just
0: hope he doesn't do anything stupid, like actually kill someone or get himself killed or whatever the case is.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then people were making some comments about him. Mean, did you see any comments about him and his dad's dynamic? mm so his dad's always at his games. And, like, but that dynamic... And again, bro, I'm not anyone to judge a parent's situation with their child. I'm just going by, like, what I see when I watch his games. The Memphis Grizz are on TV all the time. But... Their dynamic also feels like more like best friends, which is At beautiful it. when it yeah. works. But like when your son's also like now acting this way, and you're like you yeah. seem to be like egging it on, right. then it's like mm, you know what I mean like it's it's a little tough to that like when you replay some of like their interactions, you're like oh yeah. I see where maybe you're not the best person right now to be reprimanding your son.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if that's because his dad has a similar attitude or if it's some yes man thing again, where it's like he wants to be in his good graces and not, you know, ruffle any feathers and and still be the the one of however many family members that will get the financial support and everything.
1: Yeah, dude. But also, I can't. Dude, John Morant is 22, 23 years old. I don't think his dad's more than like 45, to be perfectly honest. So, bro, how many years removed is his dad from also wishing he had all these things? So, like, when he see his sons doing it, he's probably just proud of him. He's like, yeah, dude, do you? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, so I don't know, man, it's tough. It's tough. And, it, and, I, and I hate to be the one or join the, um, the mob and like judging a a, a fucking 23 year old. Right. But I know it's tough, man. I feel like when you have all this money and success, there is certain pressures you face that most people don't. Um, so yeah, Yeah. I mean, again, shout out to him. Hopefully they figure it out. Um, and we don't have a, a sad story of him throwing it all away, you know, in three or four years. Yeah. Cool. All right, my guys So before we get out of here Heat of the week time Episode 134 If you haven't peeped yet Go peep out Episode 133 Up right now Um, But for episode 134 What is your uh, Heat of the week?
0: Uh, So I had several songs I was putting in Rotation this This weekend But One in particular Caught my eye Or my ear I should say Um, So my brother Corey actually Sent me this track It's by A group called They A duo Called They Featuring Young Blue. The song is in the mood. Um, just a really feel good R&B track. Something that sounds more like something that would have come out in the let's say late nineties or early two thousands. As far as like the content and vibe goes, I, I feel like RB and R B has gotten less um or I guess like more vulgar and yeah, more hip hop oriented. Like it's yeah, the artistry feels
1: like it's gone.
0: Yeah, the artistry feels like it's gone. Whereas this is just kind of like a more sensual, romantic, but upbeat vibe that you could play at a cookout or or what have you. And I, I sent it to you, I know, this weekend.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, no, fire.
0: Yeah, great vibe. Young Blue, in particular, his verse I thought was flawless and comical. He said uh the girls nether regions were bald head like Erica Badu he told, her, <laughs> told her to log out of TikTok. Cause he doesn't want to be caught up on there i don't know, just a lot, a lot of like funny moments throughout the song um which made it even that much better so definitely something i was replaying quite a bit
1: nice so a, a little fun fact on they so speaking of like stumbling upon uh, a group or a, a artist at a festival so i saw them back in 2017 um mm-hmm. at this festival called the best day ever in the bronx it's, like, a warehouse, and, like, a lot of people... I saw Post Malone and Diplo there, too. It was sick. But, like, I saw they at that festival, and they were, like, the 4 p.m. set, bro. So, like, it wasn't oh, even wow. that crowded. Yeah. And, bro, they were rocking that fuck. And I didn't know any of their songs. Mm-hmm. Like, not one song, bro. And, like, they captivated the crowd. Um, That's And then I just Yeah, so I'll send you a couple... I mean, there's a couple albums. But I think one's, like, Religion. The one that has, like, a wolf on the cover. Oh, yeah. I think
0: I've heard a couple songs from bro, that. that bro, the album maybe. What was that? Is there a song with Wiz on there?
1: There is a, uh, I think that's on the following album. So okay, I'll see bro. the album I'm talking about. But bro, Word. very good, very good group. I think one dude's a little bit more talented than the other, but they have a nice flow back and forth. Yeah. Um, and do I actually heard they were discovered by Bryson Tiller? Like they actually oh, wow. may still be signed to him if I'm not if I'm not mistaken.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah dude, but- I I only have a uh, or no a couple songs of them, but I always enjoy. Their music,
1: yeah, no, dude, they're like, yeah, they're 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 a vibe for sure. And like honestly, almost like any vibe you're going for, like maybe making mm-hmm. music or just like laid back music, like it's yeah. yeah, they're they're very talented. So you would think they would have popped off a little bit more, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, same. I don't, but it's I, do I was just having this. I try not to get into fucking argument, bro, with some people. Like <laughs> this, this is like a, a tangent, but I'll, I'll bring it back to music. So the speaking of Rolling Loud, the Dreamville Festival came out. Right. And it was like a bunch of, like, you know, obviously big names and uh, obviously Dreamville he- heavy because it's J. Cole thing. And then Drake's obviously performing. So one of my boys was like, damn, I'd rather go to that instead of like another show, blah, blah, blah. But the bigger point here was why doesn't Drake get shit for not putting his artists on the way that J. Cole puts his artists on? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, what are you talking about? Then I started naming names. Cause we did this activity we do Party Next Door is probably one of the biggest whatever the big R&B person is he's always in the top three conversation Division is probably the best R&B group out right now Uh Preem has a strong cult following Uh Majik Jordan has a massive cult following PopCon has a massive cult following like these guys all seem to be living a very yeah. good life whatever role they're in right now so this idea because I think Drake puts on that OVO fest every year as well. So like uh, I don't know, this whole thing that Drake isn't putting his artists on, like, annoyed me. I was like, bro, what the fuck are you <laughs> talking
0: about, bro? Like, I think it's because Drake is Drake seems like the most the biggest cheat code ever. So you would think anyone who's remotely tied to him would be as big yeah. or or bigger. So yeah. it seems crazy. It seems not- crazy,
1: yeah. But I would even say, I mean, there's also an argument there. I think I love Boz. But, I mean, who of J. Cole's artists are really big?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Like, is, none of
0: them, bro. Uh, J.I.D. Um,
1: yeah, he artist? is. I think he's respected. But as far as, like, big, like, no one's yeah. checking the J.I.D. album. You know because I Plus, mean? I like, feel like
0: J.I.D., that's, like, still mostly his own doing.
1: Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I know he has a couple features that with, uh, with Cole that go hard. Yeah. But, I don't know, it was just weird that, like, at worst, they're the same. As far as putting people on, but I, I don't see how either one is above the other. And let alone J. Cole is doing so much for his artists and Drake is not. I'm like, dude, I don't.
0: I, I think, think if it's you ask
1: any AVO, OVO person, sorry, like on the roster, like, yo, I love my yeah. fucking life. <laughs> you know I mean? Right.
0: <laughs> I think it's because J. Cole like, has taken a backseat in general. Like, you don't True. see him as much. So it looks like you're only hearing from J. Uh, I. D. and Boz and stuff, whereas Drake is. Pretty much always On the radio So it seems like He's just hogging All the airtime up
1: Yeah but I feel like In that Rap Radar uh, Interview we listened to Two years ago I think he even said Like he likes to just Give them space And it's like If you need me I'm here But like here's the money For what you need And just go do your thing So Right I don't know Maybe it's too much Autonomy Maybe But I don't know bro. I feel like yeah, again, just going through the rock... And I'm sure there's other OVO artists that we don't even hear of. Maybe they have a... They'll say, no, dude, fuck my life. Get me out of this contract. <laughs> but as far as, like, the party next door, the preems, the divisions, the, like, do these guys all seem happy as fuck? So, like... And they also have a following, bro. Like, there's a like, millions of Majid Jordan fans who are, like, extremely right. happy with all the content they put out. So, um, yeah. it's just funny to me that people make that but that's But that's a side note. So, I will add they... And Young Blue to the playlist. That's a great song. Uh, for me, man. So we revamped to so everyone listening and watching, we revamped both Heat of the Week playlists on Spotify and Apple Music. So in revamping it, I am gonna give you a replay of a Heat of the Week because it, it it stayed on because I was like, wow, this song really is Heat of the Week every week. Bro, White Lies featuring Jack Harlow. Bro, yes, I played that song. A gazillion times, bro. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> no, that, bro, song that song is amazing.
1: That song is fire. Bro, like, if you're in a good mood or you want to get in a good mood, that's the song. And then, honestly, it just it hurts me a little bit, though, because I'm like, bro, this is the Jack Harlow one Like, this person. Like it, You're not just what's popping. Like, you could also do this. And it's really, really good, bro. But it is what it is, man. But, like, if you want to hold on to whatever Jack Harlow hope you have... Listen to this song, and you'll keep listening yeah. to his albums. Yep.
0: Yeah. Whether or not you're a fan, that that song "White Lies" by Jack Harlow is, is definitely a banger, keeper. Banger. Any vibe, like regardless of the vibe, put it on. I promise you, you'll be in a good mood.
1: You'll be in a good mood, bro. Like you're, yo, facts. You're like, bro, we're going clubbing tonight. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, man. That's the episode, episode 134. Always a pleasure for tuning in. Let them know, man, where they can catch. What we got going on. Let's get out of here.
0: Yes, sir, catch us at www.audio-theory.com New episode every week on all platforms We also have the Spotify and Apple Music playlists on there as well So be sure to check out our Heat of the Week selections New one every single week New couple every single week, actually yeah. Since each of us choose one um, Other than that, we got the merch on the website as well So copy a hoodie or, or shirt or sticker Whatever you're in the mood for and yeah, that's pretty much it um, Of course, we're pumping out content the, the subscriber base is on a steady incline Which is dope to see um, And yeah, we'll, we'll obviously continue to brainstorm New ideas for content for the, the pod as, as time goes on
1: Yeah, as we go into Q2 But uh, yeah, great start to the year Appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, TikToking, liking uh, Bro, did you see that hater-ass comment though on TikTok? No bro so like one of our videos at the moment didn't have like any likes and he commented wow zero likes even i have more than this i was like <laughs> okay bro like
0: no that's that's stupid as hell you know i've seen people comment that before but i i feel even better i know we're not supposed to pay attention to to metrics and stuff but i mean it is important to like know what works and what doesn't but like i've come across other um podcasts not necessarily within music they have like 100k um subscribers but they'll and, still like, get only comments. like three three yeah. comments 400 views so i'm like oh, oh we're not doing quote unquote as bad as like we might think we're doing because a lot of these pages have a lot of fucking subscribers and like no engagement like even when i did my song streaming on that one page someone commented because they were making fun of the fact that my song had uh like 10k views but like only 100 comments so they're like oh sorry 100 likes they're like oh that's kind of fishy blair anthony but someone was like they said Yo, that you know, uh yeah the, the streamer but wow, then someone man. in the comment wrote you have 2 million subscribers but only 90 people watching that's fishy. <laughs> and the comment fucking disappeared i don't know if he removed it or what but i thought that was yeah. hilarious
1: that's hilarious man that's i do i've seen that that's a shout out i mean there's major podcasts that i see some of their videos that shit has like a couple hundred views and i'm like bro how does that work like you have literally like three million followers like or subscribers but again the algorithm's a bitch um but we'll keep putting out (laughs) content and uh hopefully you guys enjoy it man but uh love you my brother we'll talk soon all right Peace. peace